Hi, I'm Kelly. And welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast, where we are all about living with less and experiencing more. Our goal is to inspire you to live an intentional life. So today we wanted to just talk about who we are and ourselves and kind of, you know, our lifestyle, where we come from and kind of how we got into minimalism and, you know, how we met, you know, and uh, it's, it, we actually have quite an interesting story about how we met and you can leave that. <laughs> okay. So um, Kelly and I both live downtown Toronto. Uh, we're young professionals and I work in real estate. I have for about eight years now. And Kelly actually messaged me to view one of my listings and we've been friends ever since I showed her the property. Yeah, it was really interesting. At the time, I was working for Air Canada and commuting uh, to the city every day. And one, rela- one, one morning I thought, honestly, I just need to finally move downtown. Um, I had a boyfriend at the time and I was always staying at his place, but he, I said, you know, I really need my own space. So I found this lovely girl's email and uh, she actually showed me this awful place. Yeah, it was not a nice condo. <laughs> but you know what? You made it nice. You described it so nice. I remember, but apparently I walked up and Lauren and I were like, we should just be friends. <laughs> it was really, really funny. Yeah. It's funny how I meet my friends, but yeah. Well, that, how many years ago was that? Like That was five? in 2014. So, so yeah, four, four years. Four years ago. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how time flies. And I guess, like, one of the reasons why we realized, hey, like, we, we could be really good friends, like, right from the beginning is, aside from our values and, like, our interests, uh, is... And like, having the same clothes. <laughs> yeah, and same, having the same clothes. We basically wear the same clothes. It's hilarious. I feel like we were both in all black when we met. We were Probably. both wearing all black. <laughs> Although you used, used to be brunette. So we yeah, didn't, I have we blonde hair. <laughs> so I, I, have, I have blonde hair. She has blonde hair now. But, um, so we kind of look alike too. It's hilarious. Uh, but, uh, it's funny cause our lifestyles are so similar and I knew, I noticed that right off the bat. Uh, but it wasn't until I went to your house that I realized you can learn a lot about someone by going into their house. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I remember living with a couple girls over the years that were, um, you know, had a lot of stuff, like had a lot of clothes, not to say that they were messy, but they had a lot of stuff. And when I went to your place, I was like, wow, like there are no knickknacks. It's very organized. And I was just really impressed. So, um, again, you had inspired me to become more of a minimalist. Like I, I always lived with less, uh, but not to the, I wouldn't say, I don't even like to use the word extreme, but not to the extreme that you do. And it, it made me feel like, wow, like I want to be more like Lauren. And I think you thought about things like that with me at some point. You're like, hey. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, and we've I'll inspired each other. But I, I want to bring up before we go into our own personal stories, I think we both grew up in households too that were cluttered. Oh, gosh. We send each other pictures. It's yeah, we, it's so funny. <laughs> but I think having grown up as a kid with like, I'm not going to be able to send my mom this episode, but um, my dad's more neat, but my mom definitely, she's like, she knits and she has all these little crafts and hobbies and we, she doesn't like to throw things out. She's very, um, I guess, emotionally attached to her items. And there was just a lot, we had 10 of everything and we still do. And I remember when I was a kid, I'm like, I cannot wait to move out and just have this like beautiful simple place to myself that's clean and nice and 
um, there will be no clutter. And I grew up and I did. So, uh, and you obviously grew up in that too. I don't know if you felt the same way. I feel like I can't wait to get out of this. Or... Yeah, it, it, it wasn't even just, you know, I, I want my own independence by having my own space. It was, you know, living with many, many different roommates over the years. And I'll go into my background. But coming home and coming to home to how you left it. It's just such a beautiful it's thing. so nice. Yeah, my mom, I remember I would clean growing up. And she was like, oh, you just do it because you want people to think you're perfect. I'm like, no, I want to wake up and have breakfast in a clean kitchen. And right. like, like come home to a made bed. But it's not about doing it for other people. It's about doing it for yourself and your own sanity. It's funny, and maybe my mom can't listen to this episode either, but <laughs> no, we'll no my, mom is, my mom is wonderful, but uh, she, she'll, she'll, she'll say, hey, you know, we have company, we need to clean the place, we need to clean the whole house, and I'm thinking, mom, you know, like, you know, it, it should be a day-to-day process, it's like when you, you're cooking a meal for someone, clean as you go, but, yeah, that's true, I guess my, my way of doing things is, keep your house clean so that You're always ready for an unexpected guest. A hundred percent. Or just for yourself. Or just for yourself. Yeah, it's so nice to just have a put-together place. Like, you just feel organized and, um, like, more, like, your your mind is more at peace. How do you feel when you go back to your parents' house? Do you feel kind of an increased level in anxiety and stress because of all the things around you because you're not used to it? Um, I... I hate saying this, but I feel like sometimes with clutter, things just are not clean. Mm. Like, there's a lot of dust. It's hard to keep things really clean. Mm -hmm. And I am a little bit of a germaphobe, I'll admit that. So I guess that kind of germaphobe comes out a bit more. But to be completely honest, I love my parents and seeing them. I try to oversee the fact that mm-hmm. maybe their place isn't put together. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's only a few days, so it's it's not a big issue. But I definitely appreciate, like, coming home to simplicity mm-hmm. again. Because mm-hmm. I, for myself, I need my surroundings to be clean and clear to have that clarity of mind. To have, like, mental clarity, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say that my parents um, put, like, my parent, my my home is absolutely beautiful. Like, they've taken really good care of it, but they just, it's very compact. There's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking, gosh, like, there was at one point, they, they should have sold the house because the market was awesome. But uh, they didn't. And I thought to myself, oh, man, that would have been a great way to kind of... To move, yeah, <laughs> to get rid of stuff. makes your life lighter because you have to decide. You have to I'm not taking this with stuff. me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the same with my mom. Like, my house is beautiful. Like, she's a wonderful decorator mm-hmm. and... Um, she's done so well she always jokes around she's like I'd rather replace the floor than wash it like she just (laughs) she just does not like to clean and she she admitted that to me that's hilarious well my mom's a clean freak but she has to be because my mom is um she's had her own daycare for a very long time now ever since I was I would say six or seven years old that's amazing that takes so much patience yeah so growing up just north of Toronto I would come home to kids of all ages in my house which I loved because yeah you're really good with kids yeah like I loved it because I loved baking and so I come home from high school or elementary school and I would I would just start baking with the kids and it was so cute but I mean I will say that 
later on when I was grade 10, grade 11, when I was studying for an exam or something like that, and you find two babies sleeping in your room and you have nowhere to study, that wasn't, wasn't fun, but, oh. <laughs> but you know, uh, so, so yeah, that's some of, some of my background growing up north of Toronto, but, uh, it definitely made me become a lover of kids, but also maybe realize that kids are messy. <laughs> kids are really messy. And, yeah. uh, it's, you know, having a minimalist life, like, Yes, I, I mean, that's going to have, have to be a whole new episode once we have kids one day. <laughs> oh, 100%. But there is a lot out there on people who have had kids. And, like, we were just listening to the Minimalist Moms. And mm-hmm. there's another guy who writes a book who has kids. And, I mean, it's doable. And I think it's almost necessary, even more necessary, to be a minimalist once you have kids. Because you're even more busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just... To clarify, Kelly and I both grew up outside of Toronto, too. She grew up in Aurora and... Or Newmarket? Aurora. Aurora, yeah. And I grew up in London, Ontario. So... And then we both moved into the city. You went to UFT, which is downtown Toronto. And I went to a university called Western, which is actually in your hometown. London. (laughs) So we went to opposite ways because we both wanted to get away from home. Yeah, it's nice to move (laughs) away at that age. I feel like it kind of develops your independence absolutely at a necessary age so just moving in now moving into kind of how we got into minimalism and how we were inspired and how it's changed ourselves um so for me personally I have always been this way um even when I was a little kid people thought that my bedroom was a spare room because I never owned that much stuff I just had a bed and a dresser and my clothes and I just have always been this way and even growing up like in university and living with friends uh after I graduated people would always make fun of me because my room was so bare like there was just a bed and um a desk and you know I didn't even know what I didn't even know it was termed minimalism I just knew that I personally didn't like owning that much stuff because it was I kind of knew it was a detriment I was like it, it's easier to own less. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And one, I think it was like two years ago on New Year's Day, mm-hmm. I was up at my friend Cassandra's cottage. We were watching Netflix. And we started watching the documentary on minimalism. And I was like, oh my God. This, like, this is me. I was like, there is a definition to this. <laughs> and I watched the whole thing and I thought it was so beautiful. And I, um, it's called Minimalism. It's by The Minimalists. And it's Josh and Ryan. I read their books. I listened to their podcasts. I actually went to go see them live. And ever since then, I've just kind of kept reading on it. Like, there's so many people. Courtney Carver. Um, uh, like, 333. Project 333. Like, there's so many different people who mm-hmm. who um, practice this. And the more I read on it, the more tidbits I got about it. And the more I embraced it, I guess. So I kind of have always been this way, but I've definitely embraced it more once I figured out what it was or what I was doing. So growing up, you had a bedroom that looked like this, spare bedroom. So it looked like a spare room, yeah. So you didn't have a lot of stuff. What about your wardrobe? Was it pretty minimal as well? Or was it just your um, room in terms of not having knickknacks and all the accessories a young girl would have? You know what? You know the whole people only wear like 10% of their wardrobe? Oh my gosh, yeah. I think my whole life I've always kind of worn my whole wardrobe. Like I've never had this large wardrobe that I only wore a small percent. 
I always had a small wardrobe that I wore it all. Have you ever been fascinated by those people who put themselves together every day and you're like, wow, I've never seen them in the same outfit twice? Um, I'm fascinated I, by them, I'm but I've fat. never envied them. Yeah, because you know what? I kind of know. I, I look at them and I'm like, yeah. mm, you have a very cluttered closet. Yeah. And you spend a lot of time at the mall, mm-hmm. shopping, putting together because it's it's effort doing mm-hmm. this. It's a, almost a full time job. Like people on Instagram who are doing this, it is their career to yeah. do this. Um, and to be completely honest, like your skin type, your height, your body type, mm-hmm. there's only so much you're gonna look amazing in. Mm-hmm. Like there's sometimes it's like yeah you're always put together, but like. Today's not your best. No, but that's though. a good that's a good point. It's really dress for your body type and your personality. Yeah, and so. figure out what that is because that's mm-hmm. not a hundred outfits. It's like probably fifteen, twenty pieces. This is true, but I think that over time, especially in my life, you realize what works for you and what don't doesn't. So it's kind of fun to mix and match and trial and error and see what works. Hundred percent. Figure you actually find yourself in your in, in, in your style in as clothes. well. And yeah. every once in a while, you just buy something that's not you, and it's fun to. Like, when Kelly and I were in Europe, which is one of our first podcasts, we both got big hats, and I, like, I wear a big hat at a pool, but I would never just wear one walking around. Yeah, that's true. Although, you did say, when we get back to Toronto, we're going to start a new trend. We're going to wear hats I haven't worn my, well, I guess I haven't really been in the city since I got back. Let's wear them tomorrow when we play tennis. I mean, on the way to tennis. Okay, on the way to tennis. I was like, they're not really tennis hats. But no, no, I. but that was something I just kind of bought that I wouldn't... It's not me, you know? Like, I kind of just bought it on the the wing. And how I look at minimalism now, I just want to quickly say this because we're talking about it. You want your core wardrobe, like the things that you wear every day and that really fit your style... And then you want the extra fun pieces, like the the dress that you wear on occasion or the nice bracelet that goes with a certain um, outfit. You know, you can have a few of those. You just don't want too many. You just really want to focus on your core, investing in those pieces, and then having that extra fun few pieces outside of that. Right. And it, it's individual, so however many pieces that is, is varies by person. So you can talk about how you got into minimalism and what oh, yeah, inspired no, you. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So I have a really, really lovely family and awesome upbringing. And um, again, my family, they, they love their stuff. And my mom's really cute. Like she's the, she was the kind of mom, she named me Kelly. She named my sister Jamie and my brother Steven because she could find our names on magnets, <laughs> oh <laughs> which is absolutely God. adorable and keychains. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, no, like that's not exactly the reason why, but she liked those names because she knows she could find them. You know, they were, you know, easy names in that sense. But uh, so it's just those little things. Um, so she's always been mindful of like cute little things. It's, it's those little gifts that, you know, I really appreciated the most, but yeah, but then I realized that all those little things were all those knickknacks that we didn't really need. Um, so quickly I realized, you know, my my family really does like their stuff. And so (laughs) at one point in my life, I started throwing quite a bit of things out. So my mom loves to continue uh, to say, no, 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 uh, of, of mine, uh, or I'd yours. sell it. She's like, why are you selling that? I gave that to you. And then I'd feel guilty, and it's, uh, it, it's, 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 it was tough at times. But just like going back to my, my childhood, so basically 
I wouldn't call myself a tomboy, so to speak, but I was heavily into sports. I also grew up in a family where that loves experiences. My family loves experiences, loves to spend money on experience more than things. My family is not into materialism at all. I never had a mom who was saying, oh, you know, I want to go get my nails done. Let's go get our nails done together. I mean, that would have been nice, but she's not that kind of mom. And it was never, oh, let's go shopping together. When we went shopping, we go window shopping. So I was never, I was never, I never grew up in this world where it's like you buy a lot of stuff. So my wardrobe was always quite small. And I never really thought about dressing up. Even in high school, I never wore makeup. I never got dressed the nines. There was that group of girls, the cool group of girls. I mean, I was in a cool group, but the coolest group of girls got made up every day. And yeah. I just wasn't in that group because I just, I wasn't there in my life. And I never, I just wasn't that person at that point. So, so anyway, so I quickly realized, you know, I ended up, um, later becoming model and, um, got introduced to the modeling industry and, you know, obviously, I mean, in, 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 on top of modeling and learning how to walk, and I know that sounds crazy, but you learn how to walk in heels, uh, you, you know, learn good posture, you learn great etiquette and all these skills, you learn how to put makeup on, and so I started buying product, and then I started getting into fashion, started buying a few pieces, but nothing more than a couple pieces. I never got super into it. Yeah, I remember, I feel like being a model kind of forced you into minimalism because you had to travel so much and live with so many people in such small places. Yeah, and I think that was the turning point where I realized I love the idea and it was, I ended up modeling overseas and my first trip was in Hong Kong and when I was there, I mean when I was going there, I brought this big bag. This is my first trip, so I've been there, I've been there three times. Uh, in total but my first trip I brought a big bag because that's all I knew right yeah and then I quickly realized I didn't use half the stuff when I was there so the second time around I took a carry-on size bag wait the first time is that when you had to ship it home yeah so that's Uh, that's actually a really good story so uh yeah so I flew to Hong Kong that summer this is summer 2008 and then from Hong Kong I did a modeling another modeling event had another modeling adventure in Tokyo and I actually had to, so domestically, I had to take my suitcase from Hong Kong to Tokyo, and that costed a few hundred dollars. And for me, that was really frustrating because I was a student at the time, and I couldn't really afford it. And I was spending all the money I made as a model on this bag yeah, <laughs> at the true. time. So, well, not all of it, but uh, but yeah. So I, I quickly came back to Toronto. I, I came back to Toronto, and I realized, you know what? Honestly, there's beauty in packing less. And again, I quickly learned that if you don't have it, you can buy it and you actually don't need that much stuff. You know, the best, the best experiences in my life were when I had, you know, nothing, like in terms of like financially nothing, you know, in debt from school and it was the experiences. But when I started making money in that career, I, and I look back on it now, I never spent a dollar of it. I mean... I mean, in terms of like, I never spent a lot of money on, on clothes. clothing. I look back and thinking, all that money I made, I ended up moving my life to LA. Yeah. For almost a year. And, and you had so much more of an experience there. I had the most incredible year of experiences there. So I spent it on a lot on travel. I traveled quite a bit when I was in Los Angeles to different cities. But yeah. Um, did a lot of the girls you modeled with like buy expensive bags or? Never. Never? Oh, no. they didn't. They okay. never did. No. Which was great. I mean, we were kind of 
all, all, all the around the same age, and you know, some some were still some were studying and also uh, going overseas during the summer months of their university career, but others were doing it full time. But at the same time, none of us we were all making around the same amount of money, and you know, living off of uh, you know, I think I think we got around a hundred. Uh, was it a hundred dollars? Yeah, approximately a hundred dollars a week each to live off of. Yeah on top of the money that we make. So basically you model and you don't usually get paid the money that you make there. Like you get paid within 60 to 90 days. So sometimes uh, like you have to wait, so you have to use your own money. So they, they actually draw. Paid. Oh, they gave you draws. So yeah, they, they drew you out money every week. So anyways, we can go into the modeling industry another yeah, day. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, but yeah, I would say that, that my travels inspired me to think, wow, like I wanna have a wardrobe that I can fit in a suitcase so that I'm mobile. However, yeah. Lauren, I also realized once I started moving away from the modeling industry and focused on my professional career is, you know what? I am missing something. And come 2011, 2012, I started realizing, you know, all this travel and all these amazing friendships and experiences I've had, wonderful thing, but I felt like I didn't have a foundation And that's what I have today, and I'm very proud of it. You know, I have my own place in Toronto, and I've had it for quite a few years now. And that's what I was missing. It was like I want, I want to live in one city. I want to build long-term friendships, and I want to build my own foundation. Because if you don't have a foundation, you're you're just you're lost in translation. Um. So then you, so you kind of realized while you're overseas how little you could live off of, and then. Mm Because I feel like you're not... Actually, I remember showing you the condo. This is so funny because I show condos all the time. And the biggest thing everyone always says is, there's not enough storage space. (laughs) And you, when I I looked at the closet, I'm like, I know, closet's small because everyone complains about it. You were like, I don't have a big wardrobe. Oh, did I say that? Yeah, and I was like, here's this little pretty blonde girl who you would assume would have a huge wardrobe. People always think that about me. They're like, but, oh, you have tons of shoes and clothes. I was like, mm, no, actually, I don't. Yeah, and I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, yes, like, thank you. So I guess, you know, you've kind of naturally been like this for a long time too then. Yeah, in, in, in some ways. I, I feel like even the foundation I built here... I still have quite a bit of stuff, and I'm I'm, but it's I'm very learning simple. to adopt. Like your it's, place is very simple. Yeah, but I'm still, I guess, learning to adopt a more minimalist lifestyle. And one of the reasons why I really want to focus on this subject today and and help our listeners is because of all the noise we face in this world today. And aside from possessions, is we all need mental clarity. That's why meditation and yoga is so popular these days. I mean, I think minimalizing your life, simplifying your, simplifying your life is a way of turning it down. Oh, 100% it is, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I became so fascinated on the subject. Like, even though I've kind of always been this way, I didn't understand why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And the more I researched it, the more I understood the benefits of it in terms of what it... I mean, not only the benefits you reap on the physical level but just the mental level like how much it improves your life in so many different areas Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean 
I'm really, really excited for the for the next few episodes that we're we're gonna record because there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk yeah. about. And Not I mean, a lot of stuff, but a lot to talk and, about. And and, and, and <laughs> you know, it, in terms of strategy and advice, that's fantastic. We can also go into the struggle of adopting it as well, like and the downfalls, takes, the hard parts of it. There are hard parts, but it's so worth it's it. It's so the end. worth it. They're just like glitches you have to get through, and once mm-hmm. you've, because you know you put your wardrobe down, then you have to make sure you're consistent with laundry and keeping things clean, and um, you know there are th- like hurdles you have to get over with minimalism, yeah, but they're well worth it. You can't just uh, have, especially in Lawrence's. You can't have 10 plates and stick them in the dishwasher. You're only going to have two plates and you're going to have to wash them. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I do hand wash my dishes. No, it's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I've actually um, never used my dishwasher and I've been here for oh, almost four really? years. Yeah. When I actually have a set of four for my plates and if I have company over, mm-hmm. I, I use a dishwasher, but I try not to. I guess my parents growing up, they said, oh, we don't need a dishwasher. We have three. So, uh, three kids, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, to yeah, wash yeah, dishes. Yeah, I would be like, oh, you think you need a You more. get it now, Lauren. You get it now. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next episode, we're going to talk about mental clarity and yes. just turning down the noise and how minimalism can benefit that in so many ways mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. make it easier to do. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.